Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. Um, I am loving getting to know all these different queens. Uh, the problem is that we end up talking for a good 25 minutes before we actually start recording. Um, and I feel like you guys listening are missing out on some really juicy stuff before I even hit the record button, but you're just going to have to take my word for it. Uh, in today's episode, we're speaking to Sonia Wilson. And um, Sonia, do you want to explain what titles you currently hold? Because there's there's quite a lot going on there, isn't there? Yes, there is. Hi there. I'm uh, Sonia Wilson, and I currently hold the Classic Diamond United Kingdom title, and I also hold the Classic Regency International title, which um, I won my title in the United Kingdom as Classic Diamond, then went on to Las Vegas to compete internationally, and very proudly. I won a Classic Regency International. So I actually have two titles and two sashes and two crowns. <laughs> and can you just explain, because there's lots of, um, obviously you've got the stand, the miss, the teen, and, and still people don't necessarily know what those different categories mean. What does classic mean? So classic is a polite word for older ladies. <laughs> so uh, the category that I'm in is for over 45 years of age. Um, because obviously we had a little chat before we started and uh, we were saying that obviously with um, some of the Mrs. categories or Ms. categories, they'll be up to a certain age. Um, my category is 45 years plus and that can go right the way up to uh, the oldest contestant I've seen in the group is 71. So, which is amazing mm. that actually at that kind of age, there are ladies out there that still want to compete. Mm. So, and it just makes it a much more even playing field and much fairer in the way that, 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 that the category works. Yeah, because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm an MS in most systems. I don't know any systems that go up to my age in a miss or don't start classic or um, sometimes they're called elite as well. I've seen that word used. Um, but I feel very old as an MS, it, which is weird because um, <laughs> most MS is, I think, the youngest I've seen starts at 25. Um, so I shouldn't feel that old in it, but but I do, I do. Um, oh, you're just a baby. <laughs> I'm liking the sound. I don't feel old in general, um, but yes. I feel old as an, a Miz, um, which is weird. Um, and I love the word classic. Um, I describe one of my styles, I like sort of fashion style is classic. I like things to be fairly classic, um, unless it's gym kit. And then I like to look <laughs> like an elite fighting ninja. Um, but I just, yeah, so I can't wait to be a classic. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's wonderful. And, and actually, you know, competing with other classic ladies, 
Um, because we're all older, most of us have had children, we've all had various experiences in life, um, and it's very, very friendly, you know, for us in the nicest possible way, although it's amazing to win, and although, yes, of course, we all are competitive and we would love to win, but if we don't win, it's not the end of our world as we know it. We're not devastated. We don't sit and cry without, you know, with no disrespect to some of the younger categories. Um, but but actually, we it's much more, in the nicest possible way, we're probably very balanced. You know, we've, we've got that balance in our life. It's fun. We enjoy it. It's wonderful to win. But actually, you know, the first year I entered Diamond, I got first runner-up. And I was really happy for Stacey, the lady that won, you know, and I felt she deserved to win. So, um, and, and I think when you're older, you know, you can you can understand and, and, yeah, and go with the flow and it's not devastating. Whereas maybe for a team or, or even a young miss, you know, some of the girls can get very upset when they don't win and also take it personally and yeah. it can knock them back. Do you know what I mean? In the nicest possible way. Whereas with us older women, it doesn't have the same effect. Before we carry on with this episode, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to this season's sponsors, Earring Envy. Earring Envy stock an incredible range of perfect pageant jewellery for on and off stage. With their vast colour ranges, sizes, plus a whole host of clip-on options, we are absolutely sure you will find what you need over on their website, www.earringenvy.co.uk. Let's get into the questions. Are you ready? Fire away. <laughs> um, so not all pageant related, but we will start with a pageant one. What's your sure. favourite pageant round and why? My favourite pageant round is evening wear. Um, for me, I love the diversity of dresses. Mm. Um, years ago, back in the 80s, probably before a lot of your listeners were born, um, I was a carnival queen. And um, I loved wearing the beautiful carnival dresses. We didn't do fashion round. We didn't do swimwear. You know, there wasn't really any of that. It was just the long dresses. And I suppose I've always loved that side of things. And I just love with the um, rounds, the way the walking is slow, the way the walking is elegant, um, just the whole experience of it. Um, And I think nowadays... As women, we don't get the opportunity to dress up, you know, and, and to just be able to wear a dress and to feel a million dollars in it, regardless of whether you win or lose, to have your moment on the stage to shine is why it's my favourite round. Okay. Um, so moving away from pageant-related things, um, if you could be an animal, what would you be and why? Um... So, um, my nickname is Armadillo. <laughs> um, so, I've got a friend and she's, and funnily enough, she came over uh, a couple of weekends ago because it was Sophia's birthday. Obviously, social distancing. Um, and her phone rang. Uh, no, she, she, I rang her phone because she'd lost it. That's right. And Armadillo popped up on the screen. And I did laugh that she has actually got me in her phone as Armadillo. And that's because I wear this armour on the outside and I'm, you know, a very strong woman. But mm. once you actually scratch below that, I'm, I'm very sort of soft and, and gentle and warm inside. 
um, but yeah, but an armadillo because I wear that armor, you know, and, and that's how people sometimes perceive me when they first meet me. Oh, I, got, so I was you are. Henry when I lived in Romania because I liked cleaning and we had a Henry oh. Hoover. And I, was, I was the neat freak. Um, if, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live and why? Well, throughout my life, I've obviously visited various countries, not as many as I would like to. Um, and with the countries I've been to, before I've gone, I thought, oh, I'm going to love this place. I'm going to wish I lived there. But do you know what? Actually, the country I, I would live in is the United Kingdom because there's so many people here that I care about. Um, I'm very proud to be British, very proud of my heritage and my country. Where I live in Kent is the Garden of England. So there's fields, there's orchards, um, and I've got the coast just 15, 20 minutes away, and I'm on the beach. Um, it's a very safe country to live in as well. Um, and, yeah, and as I say, and all my family are here. So actually, I, I would say the United Kingdom. And I think when you're younger, sometimes you think the grass is greener. But, but I think the grass is greenest in, in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. I'm, I'm not a big traveller either. They say that, that pageant girls and travelling normally go hand in hand. Yeah. I'm like one of the few pageant girls that does not like to travel. <laughs> See, I love travelling, but I love the feeling when you're back home. And there's nothing like sleeping in your own bed when oh, you're home. <laughs> I call it my big marshmallow. Yes, exactly. There you go. You know, there's there's no feeling like it. And also, the only thing I don't like about travelling is uh, travelling with my daughter. So when we went to Regency International, Sophia couldn't decide what to wear. So she bought lots of different options. And obviously, we had to have shoes to match. And she took 24 pairs of shoes with her. Yeah. which was fine going out because they didn't check the weight of our cases because I got chatting to the lady that checked us in and she didn't notice. But coming back, the Americans were like, no, ma'am, it's too heavy. And it's like, oh, no. So all of the diamonds that had travelled all had to open their cases while we're at the check-in desk and we had to distribute Sophia's shoes and belongings amongst everybody. And that included Danny's uh, little boy had, you know those cases that children sit on and you pull them along? Uh, so he, yeah, that's it, one of those. So we ended up having to open that and fill it with Sophia's shoes. <laughs> so when it, when it went through the x-ray, God only knows what they thought. But yes, so that's the downside of travelling with my daughter is she doesn't know how to travel light. Um, but apart from that, I, I enjoy you know, experiencing other cultures and seeing other countries, meeting, you know, different people from all different walks of life. But See, ultimately... I like. I like the other cultures and I like yeah. meeting the people. But I like to... I wish I could do that. When they Maybe when they do teleportation, I'll be happy. I want to come home. I don't yeah. want to have to pack a bag. I hate packing. I've got to start doing that tomorrow for the next couple of days. And I'm like, don't like packing particularly with a three-year-old, although we've just been able yes. to sit the travel cot. Our last trip away, um, she was she stayed in an actual bed 
There was no travel cot. There was no high chair needed, no bedding. We could just use the bedding that was there. It makes a difference. It does. Otherwise, you're just loaded up and packed for every eventuality with young children. Oh, it's just so frustrating. All the stuff. (laughs) Can't handle all the stuff at all anymore. Um, What's the best gift you've ever received and why? Oh, that's a really good question. And I would actually say the best gift I've received is the gift of friendship um, between some of the girls that I've uh, met throughout my travels. Um, I've got friends in the USA uh, that I met when we were over there competing. Um, And then when I, I went back and I walked to New York Fashion Week in February, just before the pandemic hit, and actually it was lovely to actually some of the Regency girls that weren't even in my category, you know, uh, came to New York and we all met up and it was just so lovely. And I think that gift is priceless. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm going to be, you're the only second one we've recorded. I can't remember off the top of my head which order they're going out in. Um, But the second one that I've recorded, so I... I'm really looking forward to hearing like, everyone's different answers yeah, to this. Absolutely. I, I think it's um it's a really lovely way to see how people different people look at life differently and things. So. Yeah, absolutely. And um, in a movie of your life, who would play you and why? Uh now that is a very good question. Um I would say the person that would be perfect to play me in a movie of my life is the the fictitious character as opposed to the actress, but she would be fine, is Bridget Jones. 100% is Bridget <laughs> Jones. The things that happen to Bridget Jones happen to me. Um, I People have said to me I should write a book about my memoirs with things that happen to me. Um, you know, when I've been out and about, um, you know, as a sales rep, I came out of an appointment and slipped on a banana skin. I mean, who does that, <laughs> you know? Um I got the back of my skirt caught in a turnstile and as I went through it, it flicked up and flashed my knickers at everybody and the knickers had mini written on the back of them and everybody was laughing and giggling. Um, I managed to get a bracelet stuck in a shop when I went to pay for something. My bracelet, you know they have the magnetic that takes the security disc off, the magnetic sort of unit that sits, you know, actually in 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 the till at the desk. I managed to get my bracelet and my whole arm stuck in it and they had to fight to get me out. I've got my feet uh, stuck down a drain before and the more I tried to get it out, I lost my balance and stepped backwards and then caught my other foot in it. And there's this guy on his hands and knees trying to pull my ankles out of the drain because my heel of my boot is shut. All sorts of things. I, I go on for hours, honestly. Um, so Bridget Jones, the way things happen to Bridget Jones and there's the calamity, she means well, she's got a kind heart, but things always seem to go wrong and, and seem to happen to her. That is me. So, And I do have a pair of big knickers tucked away as well. <laughs> oh, we all need a good pair of big knickers. We now. do. Yeah, mine are little spankies. <laughs> oh, feeling the big knicker. Feeling yes. the big knicker, love. Oh, <laughs> full big knicker bodysuit, love. Um, yes. If you were to become famous, what would it most likely be for and why? Um, so in my family, historically, we're all very musical. 
Um, going back on my father's side, my great, 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 great grandmother uh, was a famous opera singer. She was called Giovanni Sestini and she came from Italy to London and she used to sing in Covent Garden for the King. And she's actually in the National Portrait Gallery. Um, so, and, and I can sing sort of in, in a classical way. Um, I never really, there weren't the opportunities when I was younger to be able to do something like that. My parents couldn't afford to, for me to go to any kind of stage school or anything. Um, I'm also learning to play the saxophone. And I have actually played with a couple of bands three times now. So, and my focus and goal in, in that, my aspiration is to actually be permanently in a band um, is, is something I'd love to do. So I would say my, my fame, I would like it to be connected to music in some kind of way or uh, through Miss Drag as a, as a pioneer um, and somebody that started the first drag pageant in the UK. So one of the two. I don't mind which. <laughs> but, uh, I've, I've got to admit, I've never seen Drag Race, but I believe there's judges on it. So like, is there a judge on Drag Race? Yeah, well, funnily enough, when I set Miss Drag up, um, Miss Drag UK, I'd never seen Drag Race. Um, Sophia and I were walking uh, through a car park trying to think of some ideas to fundraise like you do when you're involved in a pageant what can we do what can we do and then Sophia said we could do a pageant a drag pageant and we were like yeah let's do it let's call it Miss Drag UK and so the idea was born and we decided to be a gender neutral pageant so you can be born male female whatever your gender um, and you could enter our pageant. So we judge you as a person, yeah. not as a, a male or female or, or whichever form you choose. The only thing is, obviously, with the title is Miss Drag, that indicates a female form. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and, and that's how Miss Drag was born. Um, and it's just gone from strength to strength. And we've got some amazing queens and some of our queens have been on all sorts of TV shows, uh, X Factor. Um, it's just amazing. And one of our judges has just launched her own uh, brand of eyelashes that are for sale in Superdrug. And she won BBC Glow Up last year. So, And she's amazing. In heels, she's seven foot. And we've got a photograph of me standing next to her after we did Miss Drag. And I was exhausted because obviously it was very full on, as you can imagine. First pageant, 600 people, baptism of fire. <laughs> so I told you, you know, I really like to push myself to the limit. Um, and so I took my shoes off because my feet were killing me. And there's a photograph of me standing next to this seven foot tall drag queen. Honestly, I look tiny. <laughs> Oh, see, I'm nearly six foot in flats, so I can just wow. put, I can put trainers on and <laughs> yes, you see. Whereas I'm five foot five, so uh, so yeah, so I look tiny. The fact that she's two foot taller than me <laughs> that's amazing. What a wonderful thing to start! And 
so um, I end up going falling down lots of rabbit holes. I should have done like three questions because I think with most people, you can just talk forever with three questions. Especially with me, I can talk the hind legs off a donkey and I'll take oh, you off a tangent as well. <laughs> we can lead each other down the garden path. Yes. Um, well, bring us back. Um, which one of your personality traits do you find most annoying and frustrating or frustrating? Um, I would say my my worst and most well I've, I've got a couple of traits that, that are frustrating um I always see the good in everybody even someone that's a really bad person I will try and look for a little glimmer of goodness and focus on that and sometimes it doesn't do me any favors because you know if they're not a very nice person and they've been horrible to everybody else I'll always try and maybe give them the benefit of the doubt until I've experienced it myself. And sometimes I guess that's to my detriment. Yeah. Um, I'm also as well um, a perfectionist when it comes to, to my job and my sort of business. Um, and so I can be a bit of a workaholic and I have to try and, you know, come away from work and say, right, close the door, office is locked switch off forget about work and sometimes that's really hard because my business is also my passion um so and that is really hard because obviously coming home you know I've still got uh, Sophia's younger sister at home and she still needs me and you know to then kind of take your work hat off and put your mummy hat on is sometimes difficult to do you yeah. know oh no I feel that completely I'm I'm terrible at properly turning off uh, because yeah. so much of mine is on my computer or on my phone. There's so much I can do on my phone um, yes. that I, I, and I'm, you get so used to it now of watching the TV with another device there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, oh, I'll just have a look on my emails. Oh, there's a problem there. I'm just going to reply to that. And, you know, and the problem is as well, you know, with, with my customers, if they know, that I'm likely to answer an email in the evening, you kind of then set the precedent, don't you? Yeah. And you can make a rod for your own back. I very much try and limit, um, I mean, at the moment works, the, the client-based side of my work is so quiet that um, I, I don't have to do this. But normally, <laughs> in normal yeah. life, um, yeah, there will be um, tends to, unless I've got an early session with them in the morning it tends to be about a 6 p.m cutoff and I won't yeah. answer until 10 a.m um and then they know that you contact me and after yeah after a couple of weeks that I just haven't got back to them until those times they they stopped yeah. messaging me out of those times um which is which is nice um yeah nice to have that kind of breather but um I find it really interesting people will take two or three hours to get back to me for a message um and when they do they'll be like I'm so sorry it's taken me so long and I'm like it's been three hours I know I you registered that you'd not replied yet um and but even um my I don't I don't even know if I've got auto response set up at the moment, but um, oh, it's in my signature on my normal email. It says at the bottom, um, please know I try and get back to you within 72 hours, but my daughter, basically my daughter comes first and you're just going to yeah, have yeah. to wait. <laughs> um, and if it's, if it's urgent, then get, people can get my phone number. The, the people that urgently need me have my phone number. They can phone and 
people so rarely actually just do a phone call now that you know you kind of need to answer it if it's a phone call um, that's right but it's um but it is really really interesting how people are like, oh I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you and I'm like to be honest even if it's been a week if it wasn't anything urgent or it was my priority and not their priority I don't care if it's taken them a couple of weeks if it was if I really needed to hear from them I'd have chased them sooner or exactly. I'd have put a deadline on the message so I, I, I try and put now I really need to know this by this date if it's got a deadline or I'll even put this this email requires zero response but it's yeah let you know. it's about managing people's expectations isn't it ultimately and I think that's the key um but pe- people need to stop panicking about re- particularly me I don't care if you don't part- reply instantly it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um what cosmetic product could you not live without um oh do you know probably lipstick and do you know the funny thing Obviously, we all have to wear face masks now. And I forget. And I put my lipstick on. And then I've got to put a face mask on. And so you can't even see it. Yet I still wear lipstick. And then I end up with it all over the face mask. So, yeah, I'm a real lipstick girl. And it's funny, you know, if ever, um, especially when I was younger, going into meetings and, you know, sometimes I'd go in and there'd be a whole board of directors and I've got to do a presentation. And my lipstick is my power. I don't know why, but I, I feel naked without lipstick. So as soon as my lipstick went on, I felt I was ready to face the world. But without my lipstick, I felt like a different person. And isn't that crazy that I put that feeling onto a cosmetic item? No, no, I can feel that. Mine's, I miss my lashes. I used to have permanent, um, like the individual eyelash extensions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I felt a bit, I felt a bit naked. It's, I mean, my yeah. eyelashes have come through. I bought some nice serum and they've like, my actual eyelashes have come through. It does of, make a difference, doesn't it? I used to, I had those for America and then I kept them up and they were like, oh no, they don't do any damage. And then the lady couldn't fit me in. And then I looked like a naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, um, I think it would just, because it was the beginning of spring and I always have a shed at the beginning of spring yeah they lasted a fair length of time but then my eyelash so not only had my extensions grown out but I then had a shed of my natural lashes so I went like proper to nothing and so I've yeah Yeah. nice to have the nourishment I think I'm booked in I'm booked back in in November because I know she's got a lot of clients to catch up on and she's away for a bit in September um yeah but we're moving next year and it's whether do I make that do I make that the end of it and just do like the strips when I need it but oh I know I love having them love having them I love having professional makeup um you know I have to say when we went to America um we had uh Jade Wade and she's a fabulous makeup artist originally from the UK she married a guy and she lives in Texas and so it was lovely to have a British lady, but um, American style makeup. And once I had the makeup done, I was like, I need to kidnap her and take her back to the UK with me to do my makeup every day because they just make me look amazing. 
so uh, I've, I've, I've never had much luck I've had some like nice makeup but I'd never had much luck until I met Patrick and yeah. I it was just a click like he just I can throw some words at him of what I was thinking and he just magically puts together and he understands and it is about being on the same page when I had my hair done in Regency uh, they said how do you want your hair and I said uh, Dolly Parton and they said Dolly Parton's from Texas we know exactly what you mean and after that it was fine I didn't have to say a word they just said Dolly Parton every time they saw me and again it was just fabulous um, and I think your hair is your crowning glory, isn't it? If your hair feels good and your makeup feels good, then, you know, you're halfway there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one extreme or the other. Either I'm having someone do my makeup or I'm not wearing anything apart from my lashes. That's, that's, yeah. I guess that's why I like my lashes. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could only listen to music from one artist or band for the rest of your life, who is it? Um, well, obviously, I like a whole variety of uh, different types of music right the way across the board. So for me, that is quite a difficult question because depending on my mood, my taste will change. So it's not always just one type of music that I listen to. I'll listen to a whole mixture. Um, so if I turn the clock back to the 1980s, uh, my favourite bands were Spandau Ballet, so which they were the New Romantics, um, and obviously they did the famous uh, song "True" is one of the songs they're most famous for. Um, and actually, um, they've got a saxophone player called uh, Steve Norman, who still plays saxophone now. And because I'm learning saxophone. Um, I want to go and see him when lockdown all calms down uh, because he plays in London. So Pizza Express have uh, music nights at various venues and they have one at Hoban and uh, he plays there. So it would probably be Spandau Ballet, I would say. Um, but it's very difficult for me to choose just one style. <laughs> uh, what reality TV series, past or present, would you like to go on? Um, that's a good question. I definitely wouldn't do I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here because <laughs> I absolutely hate Creepy Crawlies. That is just the one, that, that would be my worst nightmare. Um, I couldn't do the food challenges, you know, the Bush Tucker trials. I couldn't do any of that. Oh, you know, I can't even watch that program. Yeah, so I, I, I can tell you that, that that's one I definitely wouldn't do. Probably um, probably something like, um, i tell you what I would do. Um, I would do, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it, uh, Strictly. Yeah. Strictly, uh, because when I was young, I used to do ballroom and Latin American and old-time dancing, and I was quite good at it. Um, so probably something along those lines. Uh, I don't know if you class that as reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, if not, if not, something like probably Big Brother. I'd be fine in. Um, I'm a real people watcher. I like to watch people study their behaviour, understand them. Um, generally, I'm the peacemaker um, in that situation. But I'm also where I've got quite a strong personality. I like to sort of lead from the front. I'm definitely the shepherd, not the sheep. Mm. But the way I like to do it is I'm not really dominant over people. I do it in a nice way. 
and, and gradually evolve my position as opposed to forcing my position on people. So, uh, yeah, something like Big Brother I think I could do, uh, but just definitely not. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Do you know, I, I, I don't even like camping. So I'm a true queen, I don't do camping. I mean, I went to the Isle of Wight Festival uh, for the 50th anniversary and I stayed in an Airbnb and all my friends were like come and join us in our tent I was like no no you're, you're fine I'll go back and have my nice soft bed and my shower and <laughs> but yeah that's just me you know I like my home comforts we're going we're going glamping in a couple of days but it's 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 like a little boathouse it's it's yeah. nothing like at all <laughs> Glamping, I could cope with glamping, just yeah. not camping. <laughs> it's, it's more, it's more a, pro, a holiday cottage than it is a tent. So, but I'm calling yeah. it glamping because it's got a barbecue pit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which imaginary fantasy or mythical place would you most like to visit? Um. Wow. These are very unusual questions. Where do you get these questions from? Out of all the questions that people have asked me, I can't say I've ever been asked about anything like that. That's um, things people wouldn't have, wouldn't know about you. Um, yeah, I would quite like to um, go to uh, something like. Now I, I'm going to take you back. Um, there, there was a film called. Uh, never-ending story yeah. and uh there's a creature there it's like a dragon a white dragon and I'd love to see that and I'll tell you why I've got a little Maltese terrier he's very naughty called Gaston and he looks like the dragon <laughs> so I'd love to actually see the dragon in real life and go back to the story and to experience that was he called he had a lovely name yeah I can't remember but do you know the thing I mean as I say I it's do, like a white Bas Bastion no is that no. what it was, was I kid? can't remember I can't I can see the face of it Bal but, um... Balfour. Bal yes Bal it might be the luck dragon there Bas you go Bastion was the main character and Falcor was the luck dragon there you go. But there's no so, picture, so I can't tell if it was actually that. <laughs> what talking about. I say, he's, he's, he's a lovely white sort of dragon, yeah, and the guy sort of rides on his back, and he's all furry and cute. Yes, he appears, appears white, but apparently bits of him were pink. Oh. But, but no, <laughs> no picture, so that's not very helpful of Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> um, what's the most fraught journey you've ever had to a pageant um I would say um to be honest the worst part whenever Sophia and I go on a road trip um generally I always drive as opposed to taking the train um but we've had fun and games we uh went to go to a diamond event and we were in the car for about six, seven hours. In the end, we turned around and came back because it was so bad. And it was literally from the moment we left the house, the first motorway was bad. And then you're like, oh, it's, it's going to get better. Then we got to the Dartford Tunnel and the Dartford Tunnel. I don't know whether you're familiar with the Dartford Tunnel, but it was horrendous. <laughs> I don't know whether that 
there'd been an accident is between Kent and Essex, the border. Um, and it was just every step of the journey, we went from one catastrophe to another. Um, and then as we went over the bridge, um, I, I think coming back, there was a car on fire as well. And it was a case of whizzing past quick. So, yeah, and poor Tina and Danny were like, where are you? Where are you? And then I was like, we're nearly there. And then they were like, oh, we finished a little bit early today. So, you know, there's no point. And actually, uh, I remember Tina and Danny said, oh, we'll, we'll come along anyway, and then we'll go and get something to eat, and then you can come back. And we were still an hour away. And I said, you know what? We're going <laughs> to turn back, because if the journey going back is anything like it has been coming here, we're going to be out half the night. And actually, Danny ended up getting food poisoning where they went for their meal. So I actually feel every cloud, again, we dodged a bullet there. So <laughs> No, I have a rule. If it's um, up to two hours, but if it's two hours, if it's a minute past two hours, the journey each way, I'm staying the night. Yeah, absolutely. I won't absolutely. drive. More. So one hour, 55, I'll drive each way. But two hours and a minute, I'm no, I'm staying the night somewhere. It is tiring. I mean, I've driven from Kent up to, um, so you know, uh, Charlotte Ke Clemmy that does all the yeah. photography, you know, and for us, that's about a four and a half hour drive each way. And I've done that in a day and it's exhausting. And that's if you don't stop, it's four and a half hours, which obviously you do stop. So you know, you just have to try and break the journey up a bit. But now we do try and stay because it's just too much. Well, next time you need to stay, I've found a little Airbnb for when I'm going up to her at, towards the end of September. Um, lovely little place. Well, it looks it. So if it's a success, I'll let you know. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, we're up there twice in September. So, yeah, uh, um, so um, yeah. she's so wonderful, though. I love going. And she's such a lovely lady. So. It was so stressful last time I went because I stopped off. I had a day's worth of pageant coaching the day before and then travelled um, then traveled after the coaching, then travelled up and stayed near her and then went to her the next day. But I was poorly and I had a poorly toddler with me. Aww. So I travelled yeah. up and there'd been, oh, all our tyres are decompressed on the journey up to the first place and we got there and then there'd been a boxing match going on in the hotel so there was no staff to help unload the car. We had to park on a verge because all the parking was full and I said, I'm really sorry, but you're going to have to find someone to help me unload the car. I've got a half-naked toddler who wet herself on the way here. Um, I've been sat in a wet patch the whole drive. Um, it was icy. It was so cold. It was beginning of December. And I was like, I can't. I'm literally going to have a meltdown in the middle of the yeah. year if you don't find me someone to <laughs> I'm about to crack. Yes. That would be my most, even though it wasn't to an actual pageant, it'd be my most Absolutely. Thing. But I find with me, the day I do all the driving, I'm fine. But it's the next day. Yeah. I, we call it like a pageant hangover. And yeah. you just feel exhausted. It's really, I, I never got it when my parents would moan about, oh, driving's tiring. I was like, you're just sat there. Why is that tiring? It's yeah, exactly. Can't <laughs> do with it. Even as a passenger, I find it tiring and I sleep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've driven back and I've given other girls a lift and everyone's snoring in the car and I'm like, stay awake, keep the window open, put the blowers on my face. Sound music. Oh, yeah. people don't. Yes, like exactly. I sing along as well, and they have to put up with me singing the whole way to any old piece of music just to keep my brain stimulated. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, what skill would you most like to have? Um, 
do you know what? Now, this is on my bucket list and you'll probably laugh and um, it's not necessarily um, pageant related. Um, oh, my brain's gone blank. What's that dancing? You know, they have it on TikTok and they start off slowly and they show you how to do it. And then uh, shuffling. I want to learn how to shuffle. The only thing I can shuffle is a pack of cards at the moment, but I want to be able to uh, shuffle. That That's on my bucket list of to learn how to do it. I don't know what that is. I, I do sometimes watch some TikToks and things. Um, I know some of the pageant girls have them, so I like to sort of support or share them and things, but I don't actually, I have to, I have to search that after. Oh, yeah, so shuffling, it's a type of dance. So they start off and they break it down slowly and they show you what they're doing and then they do it quickly. And it looks so cool quickly and they make it look so easy. And I look and I can do it slowly and I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'm with you. And then they do it quickly. And apparently what I do and what they do on TikTok is nothing like it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so that is on my bucket list to learn to shuffle. And then when I can do it, I'm going to get some of those shoes that light up. Do you know what I mean? Where you see people dancing with the lighting up shoes. Do you know what I mean now or not? <laughs> I've Googled shuffle and it's like a sort of crissy crossy steppy thingy. Yeah, you, you can do. There's all different versions of it. So, uh, yeah, you can cross over, you can do almost like a running man. Yeah. So, uh, thingy. yes. That's the sort of thing I can do when I've had a few drinks. Yes. <laughs> but if I tried sober, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't go. Although that said, I think I danced a bit like that at the pageant land ball, but then I wasn't drinking then. Um, you see, I can, I, uh, I like, um, I like ska music and I can do a dance. It's called skank and I can skank, which is a type of uh, dance that goes to ska. And again, I do that a lot better when I've had a drink, but I just can't shuffle. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get, we'll get practicing and we can, was it duet? Is that what you call it on TikTok? Yes. Yes. <laughs> True or false. It is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Uh, true. Definitely true. I think everybody needs to have experienced love in their life, true love. You know, even if that person isn't there, you know, it's to give you a taste. Um, and I think if you haven't experienced sort of uh, true love in your life, then, um, you know, uh, I think you, you miss out. What's your favourite movie? Um, oh, there's a few I like. Um, again, I I like some of the uh, some of the older movies. Um, <laughs> so my favourite movie, which is really cheesy, my favourite movie is Airplane. I know every single line out of Airplane. So I don't even know whether you know what Airplane is, do you? I'm, Wik I'm Wikipediaing a lot tonight. Okay, I? so that's because I'm old. You see, so Airplane was a bit of a spoof film. Um, so and it's just got jokes all the way through it because I'm a bit of a clown and I like to laugh and joke and you know um, there's like the line uh, surely you can't be serious and um, he says I am and stop calling me surely yeah so <laughs> stupid things like that in it you know I like joking um, like that so so yeah I recognize the the 
the cover, like the video sleeve cover. It's like the aeroplane twisted round in a knot. Yeah. Is it? Is that the video? Yeah. So it's, it's really stupid and really cheesy, but I laugh at it every time I watch it, which is really sad. And, and obviously within it, it's got Mickey takes from films at the time that were released. Um, yeah, so I just find it really funny and really stupid, and but it always makes me laugh. Yeah, oh, I like a bit of Leslie Nielsen. Um, brings brings me joy. Um, yes. <laughs> what's the worst thing you've forgotten to take to a pageant? Um, my sash and my crown. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I remember sort of uh, going to an event and forgetting it and having to borrow Sophia's and getting the photographs at a certain angle so you can't actually see what my sash says properly because <laughs> our crowns are the same but don't tell anyone I told you <laughs> no one no one on no, no it'll be our little secret <laughs> which Disney character are you most like um that's a good question. I mean, I suppose the correct answer would be one of the Disney princesses, um, but that's probably <laughs> probably not the case. Um, oh, let me think. I wonder what it would be because there's so many different Disney characters. Um, what do you think? Which are they all Disney or are they different ones? Um. I would say probably um, Mickey Mouse when he does uh, the the film The Sorcerer's Apprentice, <laughs> where he, you know, Fantasia, yeah, gets where it, he good. gets the wands and and it and starts off and it's all going great and then it all starts to go wrong. That would probably be me, where it's suddenly <laughs> chaos. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> where is the worst smelling place you've ever been i can answer that straight away okay so in my uh business i uh have a clinical waste company so we take away nappy waste and recycle it we take away feminine hygiene waste incontinence waste etc etc so that's the core um products in my business the service that we offer to other businesses so um up north, up towards sort of Birmingham, there was the first, the world's first nappy recycling plant opened. And before they recycled the waste, they had to treat it with an autoclave. And what that means is they pass steam through it at high temperature um, and steam cleans things like you can have steam cleaners in your home. They blast it through the waste and it sanitizes it. So they were steam blasting sanitary nappy and incontinence waste and the smell was unbelievable so it was you couldn't smell it outside but you had to go inside and because of the steam it was like a sauna in there but the steam all you could smell was the waste and I've got a very strong stomach because of the job that I've you know I've done it for 20 odd years um, and the smell literally caught the back of my throat and it was absolutely disgusting and the most vile smell to the point that you could almost taste it. Um, the people that worked there were just used to the smell, but I couldn't wait to get out of the room. <laughs> not, not pleasant. 
Um, yes. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll move <laughs> on. Um, what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Um, the most interesting thing. So I tend to, I'm very boring. I don't tend to watch uh, films that are stories. I like things that are factual as opposed to fictitious. Yeah. Um, and I've been uh, watching a programme, um, it's, oh, I can't remember the name of it, it's called uh, Love Something. Um, it's set in Australia, and it's the Australian equivalent, I don't know whether you've ever seen the programme The Undateables, so it's people with different learning disabilities or whatever, and it helps them find love. This one is set in Australia, and it's about people with autism and people on the autism spectrum trying to find love. And there are people in their 20s, they've never kissed anybody or, or anything. And my youngest daughter is halfway through being tested for autism. And actually, for me, it's been really interesting watching it because it's giving me more of an understanding of the world through the eyes of somebody with autism. So it's been really educational and, and it, it teaches you and makes you understand. And obviously, they've all got various levels of autism because there are all different levels on the spectrum. Um, but it's really educating me into how they see the world and their understanding of the world and their worries and their concerns um, and the obstacles that they face. So it's been really good. Oh, there's a, um, uh, a comedy show that I've added onto my watch list on Netflix that's um the comedian's autistic um and yeah. she sort of talks about well from the advert clip I saw it looks like she talks about her experience as autism but from a place of comedy so it kind of it, yeah. it educates you but but in a she's she's explaining why actually some now she's older and can look back on some of her experiences like they're, they're it's kind of and she can laugh at herself can't she yeah. because of what she's yeah this is on netflix this program that i've watched i can't remember what it's called i know it's got love in the name but i can't remember but it's really interesting oh, well let, let me know we can always stick it in the show notes um, yes yeah, the um I can't remember the name of this comedian either, but um, the advert came up on Facebook and I was like, oh, that was actually really funny because I struggle to find comedians I like because I'm not a big, I don't like, I don't find a joke funny just because it's got swearing in it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It needs to be funny without the swear words. Like, I yeah, exactly. The swear words, I'd rather they weren't there, but I can, I can deal with them, but I, it, it needs, the joke needs to be funny without the swear words. It does, it does, That's yeah. Funny. I'm, and I'm, I'm, just don't get it. when people say oh you can't do jokes without being racist you can't do jokes without being sexy you can't do jokes without swear words and I'm like yes you can yes of course you can joke. yeah absolutely get rid of those things it'd be a good joke then not yeah so um yeah she, this she was she was smart with it I like smart comedy and and so yeah I'm looking forward to watching that one and and last question what's something that um, something that will always be in fashion no matter how much time passes it doesn't necessarily need to be like clothes fashion yep yeah it's funny again I as you asked me that question I don't necessarily uh draw that to to clothing um I guess um when, when you say it depends how you interpret the word fashion doesn't it I guess fashion is something that's that's popular um that's that's what I mean by it yeah 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 
Um, so I, I think, you know, people always want to, to fit in and people always want to be liked by their peers, uh, by their family. Um, and I think it's just really important to be true to yourself, you know, and I think you need to be able to like yourself in order for other people to be able to like you. You know, you've got to like yourself first. You need to reflect and look at the person you are. And if you can like and love the person you are, then other people will feel the same. And, and I think, yeah, I think that that's so important. Um, as an individual to love yourself and actually if people are your true friends they'll love you the way you are oh, I love that um the only per yeah the only person that needs to love you is you absolutely amazing oh thank you so much for being on the show this evening and um, thank you very much for having me I tend to record them in the evenings but they actually go out during in the mornings okay yeah that's <laughs> um, fine which is really confusing because I'm saying enjoy the rest of your evening and people think <laughs> this went live at 10 a.m yes. um, <laughs> yeah thank you so much it's 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 so nice to get to know all these people it's really funny because I don't record them with video and when lockdown's lifted, we're going to actually get to see people and be like, oh, we chatted for two hours. Yes, we, we did, we did. Yeah, no, no. And it's lovely to speak to you and I really appreciate you taking the time to interview me. So, and, and I wish you every success in your pageant career and in your, you know, with your family and everything else in your life. I'm sure you'll be really successful. You're a really inspirational and dynamic lady. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.